Hello and welcome to Opera Apero. This is your host, Sophia, and this is a bonus release. All right. Um, I wanted to include this material on the last episode about voice types, but voice types took a whole episode time. Uh, it's not my fault. I really thought that they wouldn't, but they did. Um, and so, yeah, um, I want to talk today about, so the, the, the material that I was originally planning to include with that voice types episode, I'm just going to put out now, um, as a little bonus. Um, it is about how to watch operas. Uh, we are still in the coronavirus pandemic, so, I'm not talking about how to actually watch operas in an opera house. I'm talking literally about uh, how do you go watch an opera if you, uh, and you know, I think this can still be relevant even after the pandemic is over. Uh, if you're want to be, you want to check out an opera without having to pay, um, uh, pay a bunch of money to go to a fancy night out, which might also stress you out because how do you know how to dress and how do you know what to do and how do you know how to interact with people? So, um, this is mostly just going to be about how to actually just like access something for free. So you can actually determine whether or not you like something, or if you just want to keep listening to me summarize operas for you, <laughs> which I will say is probably still equally entertaining. Uh, (laughs) yes, Sophia, you are as entertaining as composers who have literally put together masterpieces. Yes, that's the message. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) how do we watch operas? One, this i i think i've i've mentioned it in the intro to the show um it's the big bad daddy of like opera streaming and that is the metropolitan opera uh for those who are not opera geeks the metropolitan opera is probably one of the most famous opera houses in the world it's in new york city in lincoln center very cool like modern building and uh very cool chandeliers i actually use that as my zoom background at work because i want to be on brand (laughs) and yeah basically when the pandemic started they when the pandemic started and we thought it was all going to be like two weeks to four weeks uh they started putting out and they had to close and like shut down all their productions so they have an extensive library of past productions uh, that range back to like the 60s, I think, uh, very far back. Um, and maybe if the product, if the actual recording doesn't extend, if the, the, the video recording doesn't extend to the 60s, they do have like audio recordings from very way back when. Um, but they do have a lot of like just um, old like video recordings and then uh in the early 2000s, they started their live in HD series. So they would broadcast live performances around the world. And so people who, if they weren't in New York City, they could still go buy a ticket, uh, like, uh, for their, like, local movie theater. I remember seeing, uh, like, trailers for these at the movie theater when I went to, like, go see, like, Disney movies or something with my dad. Um, 
but you can go and like buy a ticket and attend the like just go to a movie theater and watch this live performance of the opera that's streaming from the Met. But so basically all of these things have been recorded for the last like 20 something years. So they have a very extensive catalog. Um, and so they just started working through those and they did a nightly Met opera stream and they have on it, like, you know, they could have stopped at any time, but they have kept it up. And so they do night nightly streams. Uh, the opera will usually be on from 6.30 to one night to 6.30 the next night. That's Eastern Standard Time. So for me in Germany, that actually equates to like one day later. So I would just add a day. <laughs> so if you're in Europe, add a day to whatever the Met says. I mean, if you're in Europe, you already probably know how to do those time conversions. Um, but yeah, so check out their schedule. It's super cool. They usually do like cool, fun themes. So I think around the American holiday of Thanksgiving, they had a week of, um, operas that were themed around family drama. Um, they had, um, (laughs) most recently they had like a from page to stage. So things, operas that are based originally off of like books or poems that were then transformed into play into the operas themselves um so they also had a week about uh, like love triangles some classic drama but a lot of time it's a good way to either get exposure to an opera that is very popular and that will be uh talked about a lot in beginner operas, but also get exposure to some like more, um, rare operas or operas that aren't put on as often because those get thrown in a little bit too. So that's pretty cool. And like, and, uh, I will say that like, I don't think you need to like get a little like curriculum that says, these are the operas you need to start with. Um, that's not how I started with it. I don't think that's how anyone really needs to start with it. I think just find a story. I mean, you can find a story or a music style that interests you and listen to it. If you're not digging it, check out. Um, but okay. So that's the Met. Uh, I'll put that in show notes. Uh, it's also easy to Google. Uh, everything's easy to Google nowadays besides the Met. The next option I'm going to talk about is, uh, mostly available to people within the European Union. I know for a fact that uh, as a taxpayer within Germany, some of my money does go to support public broadcasting through the radio and TV tax. And I know part of that money goes to Arte.tv. Arte.tv is a service, it's a channel, but I just access it on the internet, uh, where you can go and check out a bunch of different operas, but also, you know what, we're going to extend it. You can check out a lot of different stuff. They have so many concerts, so many like educational videos or like documentaries. Um, that's kind of interesting. Educational videos sounds really boring, but documentaries sounds like more like hip and cool. Uh, so if you're into documentaries, check it out. Um, but no, really, um, they have, they, they do have a lot of interesting concerts. Like I watched an Arctic Monkeys concert. 
uh, and I've watched hoppers too, and they have, they kind of show, so the Arte and the other, uh, service I'll mention, which is operavision.eu, they both show operas that are, were recorded in, uh, opera houses throughout Europe. So, um, sometimes they get a little more, more interesting. The Met, when they do a piece, it's, it, it tends to be more traditional because that's what people expect from the Met is this like, uh, the Met is the opera and we're going to go see an opera, like a real opera. And it has to be like, everything has to be in like the period piece. Um, whereas the like kind of reputation that I've gotten of European opera houses, maybe this is just or it could just be German opera houses, but the reputation I've gotten is that they tend to be a little bit more um, out there and uh, wild with their interpretations of how things can go. Uh, I think the Berlin Staatsoper just did a streaming event of uh, Le Nozze di Figaro, which was originally composed by Mozart. So, you know, he was in the 1700s, so they just did an interpretation of that uh, where everyone was costumed like it was the 1980s. Uh, so that's Europe, or perhaps that's just Germany trying, uh, just doing these out there interpretations. Um, but so I, I, it's, it's very cool. They have some like Arte and Opera Vision both have these, um, you know, standard productions, but they also have the more like interesting interpretations and they also have the more like interesting pieces. So not everything was going to be an opera on there, which is kind of cool because it can expose you to these like little like subgenres. Uh, so one thing I did watch uh, by a man who has composed operas, um, Leos Janacek, um, who w- put together this thing called a song cycle, uh, <laughs> which is in interesting. It's not like a full opera, but it tells a story in the same way that maybe an anthology of poems tells a story. So it was an anthology, almost like an anthology of songs that's like put together uh, as a performance. And it's called The Diary of One Who Disappeared. You know, not technically an opera, but still like very interesting and sung in an operatic style and just a, a little bit out there and different. And it was only like an hour and 15 minutes or something like this. Um, the other thing that was also different from like these more traditional, like metropolitan, uh, opera styles or the, the more tradition, traditional opera that we expect, uh, was one, um, it's called Maria de Buenos Aires and it is a tango opera. Um, so there's like singing, but there's also really cool, like tango dancing choreography throughout the whole piece. Um, also a little bit of a surreal plot. Um, so the plot on that one's a little odd. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the plot's like strong enough to make a whole episode, but, um, interesting concept. Check it out if you're into that kind of music. So that's Arte and Opera Vision. Uh, I have heard from people on the internet that that it can be a little bit geo-blocked, but, um, you know, if you're geo-blocked, try VPN service. That's uh, an expat's best friend. So I won't go in more into that. Uh, the 
the last thing I want to mention is that because of the pandemic, so many opera houses have gone virtual to try to continue to maintain their communities. And I highly encourage you to support them. So I personally follow a bunch of opera houses like within Germany to try to like see what they're putting on, see what they're doing. And so basically, if you are really into like European opera houses or like the style of one opera house, then like go for it, follow them. They likely, so most opera houses are not doing the same thing as the Met where they're putting on a new recording every single night. However, a lot of opera houses have recordings of their past performances. A lot of opera houses will put those recordings up uh, for a week or two weeks at a time and make that available to people on their website. So if there's an opera house in your region, I recommend checking them out. And when I say region, I mean, if you're in the States, check them out. If you're in Germany, if you're in France, if you're in Italy, check them out. Um, Also, if you live in this, if you want to check out an opera house in a completely different country, like guess what? This is like the best time to do it. If you're in the States, you could literally watch something that was put on in the like Munich opera house. You could put some, watch something that was put on in the like Berlin opera houses. Like I can go and watch something that was put on in the Opera Comique. I could watch something that was put on La Scala. Like you, (laughs) there's like so much out there. So I mean, maybe it's also a little bit of like wanderlust to say like, oh, I watch an opera that took place in this foreign land. And maybe that is the best we're going to do in this pandemic. Um, Also, social media is pretty big for me because that's how I find out about a lot of streaming options um, or about a lot of things that are happening. But yeah, so that is a little bit about how to watch operas on the internet. I hope this was helpful. Uh, I know I mentioned on the last one, but I do try to post like updates on social media about when a show, a opera that we have covered on the show is talked is being broadcast by the Met. Um, because I do eventually hope that you guys are interested enough to check out and actually watch an opera that I've mentioned. Um, I, I do think that the Met is really good for watch to start watching opera because it is like, because the costuming and the whole set design is so like grand and fancy that like it, it is really very immersive. Um, but, but really like even the weird operas can be fun. (laughs) Like the tango opera. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if you've ever found yourself at the end of an episode saying, oh my gosh, I would love to watch that. Um, this, I hope this helps in pointing you to the places to follow and catch up on that stuff. Um, so I will say that if you are an impatient person like me and you hate waiting again. Oh my gosh. Standing in the line, the worst, but 
if you are impatient and do not want to wait to find out when X and Y Z service is putting this on for a week or a day and then schedule that into your life. I get that because you know what? I do look at the schedules and I'm like, oh God, I really want to watch this, but I just can't make it work. Um, there are paid options. So the Met, while they are putting on this free opera every night that you can find the schedule and then you can like be like, oh, these are the operas coming out this week or the next for the next two weeks. And then let me see when I can like fit this into my social calendar. That's what I do. Uh, I'm a dork, uh, <laughs> but you can just pay, uh, the Metropolitan has a, uh, the Met on demand service. So you can pay like 15 bucks. Uh, there's like a week long trial, free trial. Um, and then you can pay 15 bucks a month. That's, uh, us dollars. Uh, so you pay 15 us dollars a month and can access their whole catalog, so, uh, that's an option if you're like, no, I really want to see this right now. Um, I guarantee you that mo- a lot of operas are just like regularly played. So I promise you, you can probably find it somewhere for free. However, it is important to support the arts. Uh, cool. Well, I hope you all found this helpful. And if you end up watching an opera on any of these services or if you do some Googles and find some other services that I didn't even talk about, then one, let me know what they are. I'm always on the lookout. Two, also let me know what you watched. If you watch something that we've already talked about and you have strong feelings about it, like you loved it, you hated, you want to be like, why would you even bother talking about this? Or if you're like, oh my gosh, the best opera ever, then tell me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope this was helpful. And again, if you do end up watching something and enjoy it, I would love to hear about it. I'm at opera.apero on Instagram. I'm at opera.apero on Twitter. Happy, uh, happy opera watching. I hope you, uh, use the pause function because I know I do. I know I use the pause function to fit that shit into my schedule. Um, all right. I'm going to stop talking. This has been a little bonus round of Opera Apero, and this has been Sophia and uh, Trusikowski. Bye.